0: Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This is episode 40 and it is time for some NFL football. We got Big Dog here. Big Dog, how you doing?
1: I'm so excited, B-Rob. It Another is it year is. football.
0: Another year of football, we finally made it. We finally made it. We got um an interesting show today. We're going to preview the football, uh some futures and over/unders, division winners, stuff like that. And then we're going to take a look at this week's games like we do every week. And then also later in the pod Mitch is going to join us and we are going to create a fan or doing a fantasy draft for a band. Doesn't make sense now, but you'll like it. Trust me. So stay tuned for that. Let's get right into football, big dog, cuz we made it. It's about time so much has happened since football ha- uh, the Super Bowl, but we're here. Somehow we made it, and football is happening. So, here's I think what um, like five,
1: six stadiums, so they're gonna have like ten percent off. So fans will be yeah, a couple so fans will be out sl- there.
0: Slowly trickle them in. Um, we're gonna start just talking about a little over unders. We're gonna just kind of look at select teams here. Um, Chiefs and Ravens are both at eleven and a half. I really like the Chiefs to go over. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Chiefs are getting thirteen wins this year. Chiefs yeah. the best team in football.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the Ravens, I at 11.5, I could see them going 13-3, 12-4, 11-5. It kind of depends with that of how good you think the Steelers are going to be this year. So I would lean over with the Ravens, but I'm much more confident in that Chiefs pick.
1: Yeah, I'm going over for both. Who the best teams in football? Okay. But I do well, speaking... have my concerns about the Steelers.
0: So you would take the Chiefs and Ravens over this third team, the 49ers. They're at 10.5 wins. What do you think about that?
1: I think they're ten-one 10-1 team this year. I think they get off to a little slow start and little Super Bowl hangover, but they're still the best team in the NFC.
0: Okay, so that you have them around 10. To- I have the Niners going over. I think they're going to go around 12-4, and 13-3 again. I think that the way their offensive line and defensive line can control the game, I think you give Jimmy G another year with Kyle Shanahan. I think they will... Start to get better. I'm not as down on Jimmy G as so many people are. So, what yeah, do I you like think them.
1: their uh, record will be in the NFC West?
0: In the yeah. NFC West, I think they'll go, let's see, if six games, I think they'll go four and two.
1: Who do they The Seahawks once and the Rams once? I think
0: they'll lose to the Seahawks. I mean, actually, like five and one. They'll lose to the Seahawks once, and I think they'll take care of the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, So let's look at. We got a couple more before we get into just like division winners because that stuff will kind of overlap. The Dallas Cowboys at ten wins. I love the under. I think they're a nine and seven ball team. Don't you think?
1: I think the addition of Mike McCarthy makes them nine and seven. Gonna go from eight and eight to nine and seven.
0: Yeah, and I do like the Eagles in that division. We'll get that in a second. But a couple, I want to go over two more teams with you before we just start talking about divisions. Um, The Bucks at nine and a half. And the Seahawks at nine and a half. I lean, I am firmly on the over with the Tampa Bay Bucks, And then the Seahawks, I think they're a 10-win team. But I am a little worried at just because the NFC West, I think, is just getting, it's a, it's a very good division. What do you think? I think you probably have the Seahawks going over, right? We
1: yeah, have the Seahawks winning the division.
0: Okay. So that obviously would be more than nine and a half. Let's get right into the divisions then. Um, AFC South. So you have the Colts at plus 120, the Titans at plus 170, the Texans at plus 325, and the Jags at plus 2500. I think there's really two... You got two options in this division, right? This is the Colts at plus 120 or the Titans at plus 170. And it really depends. If if you think that the Titans, what they carried, what they did at the end of last season in the playoffs, if that's carrying over, plus 170 is incredible value. But if you are buying... The Colts and the, the draft picks they have in Jonathan Taylor, the running game, the defense, the offensive line, the addition of Phillip Rivers with a good offensive line and new weapons and a good coach. I could see that plus 122 because I don't think Phil has washed. We've gone over this program before, but I don't even think we should debate it because we're going to find out. He's going to have a good off- offensive line finally, and we're going to get to see. So I'm really looking forward to that, aren't you?
1: I'm looking forward. I'm excited for Phil. Um new system, new players, coach, got good running backs, all that. Still going to go with the Titans, though, because I think they found their good identity value. last year, those seven, eight game-week stretch. Um, and I don't think Tannehill has to be that good when you have Derrick Henry because I really think you can just control the ball, and that's kind of what Vibril likes to do. They defense, run the ball, play smart football.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the games between the Colts and the Titans, I think, will be very, very entertaining. That'll be great games because, um, I don't know, Vrabel big- and Rivers going at it is just... Like, huh, I bet that just will be fun. Um, AFC East, shockingly, the New England Patriots are not the favorite this year for the first time in quite a while. Um, the Bills are the favorite at plus one ten. They got the stallion Josh Allen, obviously, and the Pats are at plus one fifty. In Belichick, we trust, right? Plus one fifty.
1: Yeah. I am like I. So many people have been taking the Bills. That makes me very worried for the Bills. Bill's being favored, and they haven't won the division probably since Jim Kelly. So I'm going to take the Patriots and Cam Newton, the rejuvenated mm-hmm. Cam Newton. He's ready to go.
0: Yeah, and I like the Bills, and I know you do too. And I don't think either of us—I think we both probably—they're a wild card team. They're card team. They are right in that hunt. So, um, yeah, I think the Patriots do just get that division because I think Bill Belichick himself gets you about eight wins, you know?
1: Because I think they—I think— the they only lost, they'll go 5-1 in the division. Because I think they'll sweep the Jets, Dolphins, and they split with the Bills. And I just trust Bill Belichick at the end of the day. Not losing a stupid game to compare to the Bills. Love you, Josh. You're, but
0: you're high on Cam Newton, right?
1: Very high on Cam Newton. This
0: Is year. that a, a dark horse MVP for you?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll you get know, to sprinkle that. that in there. Maybe. All
0: right. Um, let's look at the AFC North. You have the obvious favorite in the Ravens at minus 180. And then you have the Steelers at plus 300, Browns at plus 525. The Ravens are probably going to win this division, right? But it's not fun betting minus 180. That's just not a fun future bet to do. You have to
1: wait 17 weeks just to... Yeah, that's not worth it.
0: And injuries are a part of football that affects every team. I think the Steelers are a good team. And having them at plus 300, I think Big Ben coming back is... Really being underrated by a lot of people, I think he's going to come back, and the offense is going to click again like it did about two two years ago, right? With Juju and James. And that Connor. was when
1: Juju was the man, and they mm-hmm. still had they were good two years ago.
0: So uh, I I think the Ravens are like the safer pick, right?
1: Ravens are going to win, but if you want to have a little fun and get a little value, think about it week fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Take the Steelers.
0: Okay, yeah. see, I am going to um. We'll get into our futures later, but that Steelers at plus 300, I, I am tempted by that. Let's get into the NFC East. We talked about how the Cowboys, um, they, the over-under on them was 10. They are the favorite for the NFC East at minus 135. Eagles are there at plus 160, and the Giants at plus 1,000. I don't like the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott is overrated. I think um, that... The Eagles have a way better quarterback who has way worse weapons, and somehow kind of always outdoes Dak. So I really like the Eagles at that value at plus one sixty. Um, I think it'll be probably pretty close because I think the Eagles are what a ten and 6, 11 and five team. What do you yes. think?
1: I think the Cowboys are really deep and they're good. I like Mike McCarthy more than the clapper, um, but Carson Wentz is an MVP candidate, so I think that's like one of the biggest things right there. And Dak Prescott's Little too average, even though he's got better weapons and they're healthier, offensive line, all that stuff. But I like the MVP candidate, in Carson Wentz. And
0: I like the coach too, the with Peterson, seven. more than the
1: Cowboys are going to go nine. They're always eight and eight, nine and seven. We know that.
0: And Let's they're always at either. ten wins before the season. So yeah, we're doing, um, we're
1: doing week one talk. Let's not be too yeah, stupid. Here.
0: we like Eagles at plus one sixty there. Let's um check out the NFC North now because I might I might stir the pot up here a little. So you got the Vikings at plus one sixty. The Packers at plus 175, the Bears at plus 400, and the Lions at plus 475.
1: I already know where you're going by the way you said it. That third team, you had a little more enthusiasm. The Bears. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mitch Trubisky had to beat out Nick Foles this summer in QB competition. I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky is going to be amazing, but I do think right now that at plus 400, what if the Bears have the best defensive football again? What if? And Mitch doesn't fuck up as much as he did last year. He's actually gotten better. Plus 400? What if the, the Packers just suck? Remember how bad they got the shit kicked out of them in the playoffs? And it's Kirk Cousins. So it's like, yeah, that's a risky pick, but Bears plus 400, I'm not making that a future or anything, but
1: it's tasty. It's tasty. I, still get, I mean, why get Nick Foles? Why do they do that? Why invest? I still don't understand. Because
0: them. I think from that's how let's my let's outside perspective and
1: confused they are because they back yeah, to Britsky, then are. they trade for him, and then they're like, but, oh no, Mitch Drisky's gonna be the first. They bring
0: in Foles and it pisses off Mitch Trubisky, where Mitch Trubisky now is like an alpha Trubisky.
1: I mean, if it takes a hundred millions to piss off this guy, (laughs) and then just to like not be able to sign other positions, that's a really interesting financial movement by the Bears. But
0: yeah, no, I see what you mean. So you like the who do you like the Vikings or the Packers? Then not the Lions, I'm assuming. Sorry, Stephen.
1: Packers are fraud team. They're 13 and three. They were the biggest frauds last year. Uh, I like the Vikings. Hate Kirk yeah. Cousins, like the Vikings everywhere else.
0: Vikings at plus one sixty. I like that. Um, NFC South. This is going to be a crazy division. Um, Saints are the favorite at minus one twenty. We'll get to that in a second. Bucks at plus one forty. Falcons at plus nine hundred. Um,
1: Andrew, when are we going to stop doing this? I don't think we'll ever until he retires. He Why are the Saints the favorite always NFC like? South?
0: They're always the favorite. They're always like the favorite to go to the Super Bowl and win. And they yeah, never it do it. Every year in the playoffs, when they have to play outside, they lose. Or every year in the playoffs, when Drew Brees has to make a big throw, he can't get enough air under it. It's just like, why? why, why, How the fuck are the Saints at minus 120, but Tom Brady and the Bucks are at plus 140? And the Falcons are at plus 900? Plus 900? The Falcons, yeah, they're not the grace, but they're like a plus 400 team, right? They got Matt it's Ryan. Right. Who it's a Jones.
1: very third place team. I mean, they have a lot of... And then see, so yeah, the That's Bucks are like plus one hundred and thirty quarterback in the league, or in that division. <laughs> why?
0: Why? I think Matt Ryan right now is better than Drew Brees. Right now,
1: right now, you might be right about that. I still, I think the Saints are better though defensively. I still think they and they got Michael Thomas. They got they have more weapons still. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And they also just got a manual. And Sanders. I'm just
1: going to take, i still going to, even though Drew Brees hasn't won a Super Bowl done it, I'm still going to take him over Matt Ryan. I still think he chokes less than Matt Ryan. It's
0: deba- I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's don't just, know. 3 20, it's 20, it debatable, 20. but some people act like Drew Brees is just like perfect. So it's like, all right, calm down. And he's not better than Phillip Rivers. Um, no, anyway, um, I like the Bucks at plus 140 a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot
1: i are gonna take the Bucks. I'm a little concerned only because they've made so many moves, and a lot of the times when teams make like seven or eight moves, it kind of seems like a fantasy. Like, oh, we got
2: the Leonard eagles Burnett.
1: we got Gronkowski, other uh, team exactly. Michael uh, Dickey, and they got like Namdi Asogwa exactly. or whatever. But if anyone's to make it work, it's Tom Brady, and you know he's been practicing since like March and April. Tom Brady in this Boris, mm-hmm.
0: so. Yeah, that, I like the Bucks at plus 140. I just think it's ridiculous the Saints as that much of a favorite. Um, I think the Saints probably deserve to be the favorite because it's a new Bucks team, but I don't think that they it should be at minus 120. I think it should be they at like plus 110 or something. Um, NFC West, this is probably the best division in football, I'd say. Um, you got the 49ers as the favorite at plus 120. Seahawks, plus 175. Rams, plus 575. And Cardinals, plus 600. What do you think?
1: Got a slow start for the 49ers this year. I got oh, like two and two, one and three, maybe the first month. Who Depending on who they play, they'll figure it out. But I got the Seahawks winning. I got the Seahawks going 12 and four this year.
0: Seahawks going 12 and four at plus 175. I like that. So I have the Niners at plus 120 because I think the Niners are going to just kind of do similar to what they did last year. I think they did a good job in the offseason of not losing too much, replacing some pieces that needed to be fixed. And again, I think another year with Kyle Shanahan is going to be good for Jimmy G, George Kittle, um, Debo Samuel needs to get back from injury. The Niners are a little depleted at uh, wide receiver right now, so maybe they figured that out. But they have a great running game. Um, they're bringing back Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. Um, so I like the Niners to get that at plus 120. And I'm just saying this because I'm addicted to saying it. I mean, the Rams are plus 575. Like, ah, I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. So, so 575. So they were in the so Super Bowl two it. years ago.
1: Because Sean I, McVay, mean, he's so, so. smart. I I know, but it's like, I just I really don't. How much better? What are the Cardinals on? It's like I mean, how much better are they than the Cardinals this year? The, Cardinals the team are that's plus probably 600. hungry and they're younger and they're. It's they're only twenty
0: five to- points better. Six hundred, plus six hundred. The Cardinals. I,
1: that's what I mean. I just think the division's too tight to take the Rams right there because it's like if the Cardinals are chasing the ter- Rams by this much, I think yeah. the Seahawks and Niners are way better.
0: Yeah, and that's gonna—that's um, a good point. The, the, Se- one and the Seahawks three, and, and I 49ers think two and are going to beat up on those two teams because it's tough to be in that division. So, yeah, I like the 49ers at plus 120. You like the Seahawks at plus 175. Um, let's look at um, – oh, I skipped the AFC West because the the Chiefs are at minus 400, and the Chargers are the second at plus 800, and the Chargers, let's be real, that's not happening. Um,
1: yeah, I like the Broncos even more than the Chargers, but yeah, the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. Um, conference let's i want to do kind of like a bigger picture look i want to talk about like what we think like the afc and nfc uh conference championship games are gonna look like the super bowl your super bowl winner and then maybe some like uh, mvp dark horse type stuff so yeah. i'll go first my nfc title game is the bucks versus the 49ers and the 49ers are going to win that and advance to the super bowl my um afc championship game is the chiefs beating the pittsburgh steelers who are I think are going to win that division, and if they don't, I think they're going to get in a wild card. I think they're going to be a great team this year, but I do think the Chiefs take care of business against them in the AFC Championship game. I think we're going to get a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, which your boy B-Rob on the pineapple couch called last year about a couple months before the playoffs. Um, I think we're going to get a rematch of Chiefs-Niners, and I think it's going to be another close game, but I'm going to bet on Mahomes. I think Mah- the Chiefs are going to repeat. You can get them at plus 600. You can get the... Uh, the Niners to get to the Super Bowl at plus six hundred, or at plus five seventy five, and the Chiefs at plus two fifty. So that's uh, some good uh, odds if you're going to want to put in a future there. Um, Big dog, what, what are you thinking?
1: I got a boring AFC Championship for you. I got Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. I got the Ravens Chiefs. Chiefs win again. Lamar gets his first playoff win, but the Chiefs win, go to the Super Bowl for the NFC. I got. My boy, Russell Wilson, advancing mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl by beating Tom Brady. Ooh. Gets that little revenge, you know, I know from the – And then you have – um, so
0: who wins the Super Bowl?
1: Seahawks.
0: Seahawks. Seahawks All right, so we have Seahawks and Chiefs given out here. Um, let's do uh, – I think we each have two dark horse MVPs. Um, you go first, and we'll switch off.
1: So I got quarterbacks – First one is Kyler Murray. I don't think it's not that big of a dark horse, but I but think just in the division.
0: What, he, would, what would he have to do to get an MVP? That's see, the thing, I think he's, he's got to get division. a wild
1: card spot because everyone knows how tough the Seahawks and nine, that division is just in general. Mm-hmm. And he's got to have like 36, 37 passing touchdowns and just go off. Have like, a Deshaun Watson kind of year two years ago and him, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins connect and they're flashy. And I think they will be flashy. Because that's kind of their whole team is Flash right now. And I think that yeah, helps so. MVP voting. Other one is like little story. I love stories, B-Rob.
0: I know you do. New- uh, oh, wow. Comeback story.
1: Comeback story. I mean, the guy won an MVP three, four years ago. The Panthers basically cut him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always, you know, Brady's with the Buccaneers. Belichick has something to prove. Cam Newton has something to prove. People are taking the Bills over the Patriots. What do you think? Like, what is Bill Belichick saying in the meetings right now? Like, guys, they really are taking the Bills. The Buffalo us. Bills are going to beat us. Like, what a joke.
0: Yeah, they're I think Cam it. is a great... Because the reason I like that pick for MVP is because constantly what happens in sports with MVPs is once there's somebody as good as Patrick Mahomes or Michael Jordan or... You know what I mean? At a certain point, they just try to give it to other people. Right. And, um cam's narrative could that could really help him like push the you know like get him the mvp if that makes sense if they play well and he's in cam he's if he's well. in cam newton form yeah all reports are good so i have two for you i got um carson wentz could be an mvp candidate for me if he can take that eagles team to maybe a first or a first round buy i think that could get him mvp um he definitely doesn't have the weapons a guy like dak prescott has so i do like carson wentz there and then my other uh dark horse mvp would be big ben i have the steelers going to the afc championship game i, like I think big ben is going to be coming out hot i think he they have a dynamic offense i think i've all videos i've seen of big ben like he can sling it still and it's not like big ben ever was fast he's just big and he's still big so um i like the, I, those steelers two as dark horse true. i really think that's i love that the steelers the Minka Fitzpatrick trade from the Dolphins is an all-time heist. Like and the Dolphins got it turned around last year with Brian Flores and stuff, but that still was such a bad, bad deal. Um, so let's give we're gonna do a couple of future best bets before we get into this week's games. Um, so what we'll have is we're gonna have like this Google doc where on the dot com you could check out um our our picks for each week and our records, and we'll update it. And then we're going to have different guests on each week to do guest picks, and that will be on there. But we're going to have two different categories. We're going to have just the weekly games, and then we'll, the other category will be futures, so you can track everyone's futures. So I'm going to start it. You don't, and again, you don't have to give it off you don't have to give out a future every time you come on the pod, big dog. It's just like when you feel one. So I'm going to start off though with some just to get some, throw some picks on the board. So let me let, um, let me hear what you think. So I have um, my future best bets. I have the Colts to win the division at plus 120. The Eagles to win the division at plus 160. 49ers at plus 120. Steelers at plus 300. I mean, that's a long shot, but I like the odds. And then the Pats at plus 150. So I'm throwing in five futures to start off the year. I'll probably slow down from here, but I wanted to get those in now.
1: I like the the Pats, Steelers the most out of those.
0: Okay. I know it's Um, boring, but... You like the Eagles too, though, right?
1: Oh, yeah. The Carson okay. Wentz and the Eagles better than mm-hmm. the Cowboys.
0: I just think after this whole tum- tumultu- tumultuous... Is that, is that a word? Tumultuous. Mar- Marley yeah. just nodded and said that's how it's said. <laughs> um, I think that, that the tumultuous offseason for Dak and the Cowboys is going to be a factor. because not like There's a lot of bad blood there. Like, you can act like it's not, but they... There was a lot of arguing and a lot, of, like so, they clearly disagree on something, and they went ahead and paid and Amari Cooper, change,
1: which could be a good thing. because That's Mike McCarthy. Yeah. But at the same time, it takes a little bit to adjust.
0: Amari Cooper is so average, too.
1: I think, yeah. So how are he and Dak Prescott? Like they think they're like they're going off the, the fence only board, the, so the player Elliot, on their team
0: who's really good is Zeke.
1: Elliot's yeah. So,
0: um, all right, let's get into this week's games. Man, it feels good to be doing this. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> We got a game tomorrow night, Thursday night football. We got the Texans at the Chiefs. We're gonna go over five or six games and give out best bets along the way. Big Dog's got his hand in the air. So do I. Big Dog, what is our best
1: bet? (laughs) Chiefs nine and a half. I see like 45 game. I think Texans Mm -hmm. are gonna be playing from two or three touchdowns the whole game. I I would agree with that.
0: So that is going to be a best bet for both of us at Chiefs minus nine and a half. We're not touching the Texans money line at plus three twenty-five. And I'm not going to touch the over/under at 54 and a half because I don't know how many points the Texans are going to be able to score. That's what, I don't know. Maybe we're I valuing DeAndre Hopkins good. so much.
1: Houston have a really good defense. I mean, I eh.
0: just think that there's problems in Houston.
1: Yeah, Houston so, a no problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Browns at Ravens. Um, I lean Ravens minus eight. That is not a best bet for me though. Um, the Browns' money line is plus two eighty. The over/under is at forty eight and a half. And ding, 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 that is a best bet for me. I like the over of forty over forty eight and a half in Browns Ravens.
1: Okay. Do you? I would lean, lean Ravens? Ravens. If anything, I don't. I just lean Ravens. I think they're going to win by fifteen twenty points.
0: Okay. Um. Then our next game, this is a big game. This is Packers at Vikings. Uh, Vikings are favored at minus 2.5. Packers' money line is at plus 125. The over-under is at 44.5. I'm staying away from this game because both these teams really confuse me. Do you have a play here?
1: I do. I, I am taking... I know I said the Vikings are going to win the division, but Packers have beat the Vikings the past two times. I think they do it again today. I'm just taking the 2.5, no money line. Mm-hmm. But okay, and then I up.
0: guess... What I would say, I kind
1: of... Under the 44 and a half. And, you know.
0: Under 44 and a half is kind of appealing to me. In that. I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I could see... like, you know, There could be some rust. These two teams yeah, might sure. be a team. Um, because there's definitely right.
1: going to be teams that aren't going to be able to score for a quarter and a half. Like 10, 11 teams this week. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Um, do we think no fans is going to make teams score more or less?
1: I think for a... It depends on the tape For a team like i don't know the jaguars i don't think it really matters what the jaguars do they just kind of play the same football no matter what. what it
0: helps kirk cousins though
1: <laughs> i think this does help maybe it does help it does because he doesn't have to worry about anything but i still oh. he's still kirk cousins it's week one and i mean mm-hmm. packers frauds last year but they were 13 and 3 in the NFC championship
0: mm-hmm. i agree um let's go to the colts at jaguars um the Colts are favored by eight points. The Jaguars money line is at plus three ten. The over under is forty five. I lean Colts to win by eight, probably because the Jags suck. But um, I don't have official play on that. I actually really like the over, or yeah, the over of forty five in Colts Jaguars. I think that um, the Colts. I think both teams will get maybe a couple free touchdowns. I think the Colts will definitely get a couple free touchdowns on the Jaguars. I look for Jonathan Taylor to have a huge week one as a rookie against this Jaguars defense, which will set up probably some easy play action passes for Phil. And so this, this Jaguars team is going to make the Colts look a, maybe better than they are, I think. So um, look for that. I like the over there. Do you have a play?
1: Not for that one. Nothing stands out.
0: Okay. Um, Seahawks at Falcons. Uh, the Seahawks are favored by two points. That Atlanta money line is plus 115. Over under is 49. You got to play on this one? Because I am staying away. These teams confuse the fuck out of me.
1: They are confusing the Falcons. Every, t- every time I bet for them, they lost. Every time I bet against them, they lost. But I trust Rester Wilson. I that's your motto of this the season. I, re- I respect
0: that. You're, you're going they, in on the Wilson train. Yep.
1: Seahawks minus two. Come on. It's just a field goal. Okay. There's yep. no fans there. See, that's what a, t- a team like the Falcons needs fans. And they don't have fans. So there we go.
0: All right, well, there's some hard-hitting analysis right there. Andrew is going to add that to his best bet at Seahawks minus two. Our next game is Cardinals at 49ers. Um, again, I think laying the, the 49ers are laying a touchdown. The money line of the Cardinals is plus 260. Over-under is 48. All of that is just stay away to me. I don't like giving up uh, laying a touchdown in the first game after a weird off season against a team that has a dynamic offense. I think the Niners are going to win this game. They'll probably win by more than seven. But again, the, the fear of the unknown with what the Cardinals offense can produce with Murray and Hopkins, I kind of am just going to stay away from
1: this. I'd lean the Cardinals because I like the points here. I like plus seven. The team mm-hmm. that can score, that should score very quickly.
0: They're going to put a lot of pressure immediately on the 49ers secondary. It's just the real question is going to be, is the Cardinals offensive line going to be able to hold back like, give Kyler Murray any time, you know? And, like, if Kyler Murray goes out and runs, like, the Niners are just a, a great defense, and I think that um, we're going to be reminded of that. Um, so now let's look at uh, the Bucks at the Saints. This is probably the game of week one because you get the Tom Brady Buccaneers going to play. division New new division rivals, Drew Brees and the Saints. <clears throat> Saints are favored by three and a half. The Bucks money line is plus 155. The over-under is 49 and I, I love this game. I have two plays on it. And I think, again, the whole Saints thing, it's like, when are we going to realize? I mean, maybe in the regular season you can make the argument, but when are we going to realize he's not as good as Tom Brady? So I like the Bucks money line at plus 155, and then I am hammering the over-under over 49 points. I think that is an easy, easy over there. Um so, yeah, I have a uh, Bucks money line and over 49. Do you have a play in this? I
1: would just lean Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I like Tampa Bay. Is this the best quarterback in Brady's division of all? I mean, it's a 40 year old Brees, but who's the last quarterback he's had?
0: Josh Allen, Mark Gino Sanchez, Scherz. Chad Pennington, um, Ryan Fifty. Yeah, this is probably the best.
1: He's 40. 40- Matt
0: Ryan and Drew Brees are the two best quarterbacks.
1: And they get to play them twice, so that'll be fun to watch.
0: And yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, so let's go to the last. Uh, let's go to that Sunday night game: Cowboys at Rams. The Cowboys are favored by a touchdown. Rams money lines at plus one thirty-five. Over/under at fifty-two. You know, you know, I'm gonna do it. Rams money line. Come on, I don't believe in the Cowboys. I I'm not saying the Rams. This isn't saying oh the Rams are gonna make the playoffs, but I don't believe in the Cowboys, and I think the Rams are gonna be fired up. They got embarrassed last year. They really got not. I mean, they were.
1: So you're uh, held golf, so high Golf this year.
0: What are we? I don't know. That's a very, that's what it all depends on. I just think that, um, the Rams need to really get back to establishing the run game so they can open up the play action for golf because the more and more they got away from that, the worse it went. Um, so hopefully cam Akers, those guys, they can, um, I still have faith in Sean McVeigh. So uh, I like that Rams money line at plus plus one thirty five. I also just love money lines. I love money lines. So, <laughs> Um, are you Did we re- do the
1: Patriot game?
0: Um, no, but that's going to be in our best bets. The Patriots are playing the Dolphins. They're favored by six and a half. Okay. And I think both of us are going to take that as a best bet. So, um, Andrew, why don't you go off and read off your best bets to everyone, and then I'll go.
1: I got the Chiefs minus nine and a half over the Texans tomorrow. Seahawks minus two over the Falcons. I'm taking plus two and a half Green Bay against the Vikings, and then I'm taking the Pats. Minus six and a half against the Dolphins.
0: All right, and again, we're gonna have um, all these picks on the website, and um, you'll be able to check them out. My best bets this week, similar to Andrew, I got Chiefs minus nine and a half tomorrow night against the Texans. Colts-Jags. I want. I think that's gonna go over forty-five points. The Bucks money line against the Saints at plus one fifty-five. Bucks Saints over forty-nine points. I really like that one. Patriots minus six and a half against Miami. The Rams money line of plus one thirty-five against Dallas. And then, um, I mentioned this earlier, the Browns Ravens over 48 and a half, because I really think we're going to see Lamar just break loose and have one of those games where he throws four touchdowns maybe in the first half. Um, and then I can't not do this. This is why you guys love the pineapple couch. It's the can't miss. It's the parlay that's probably going to miss, but if it doesn't, man, it would be cool if you would have wished you'd done it. So here it is. Chiefs, these are all money line bets. And then keep in mind the odds this week. It's really hard to get like a good payout because it's all kind of uncertain. I think in the upcoming weeks, we'll get a better shot. Chiefs, Ravens, Colts, 49ers, Patriots, Bills, Seahawks, Chicago. All of them to win $5 to win eighty They're so at plus 1,700. Um, the closest game you really have, I think, in that is going to be Chicago. They're playing Detroit. But I think that Chicago's going to get off on the right foot. And I don't think it's that tough to beat the Lions. Um, so, five to win, 85. Um, again, we're going to have all these best bets on the website. Big dog, any closing thoughts? Are we, are we going to mention Derwin James getting just how that my outside outside sucks?
1: I, I kind of don't want to talk about it right now. It makes me sad.
0: It's the one thing I, I should say this because we love the chart. It's, Derwin James, he was the best, one of the best defensive players in the league as a rookie. He was one of the best safeties. He was a mix of Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu type shit. And he misses last year, but he comes back and he looks pretty good but you go with them, another year long injury 8 months it's just it's really sad cuz it's like are we going to see the are we going to see derwin james as derwin j like you know
1: thinking jason Verrett Jay- 2.0 it's just pessimistic it mean.
0: but i mean in your chargers fan you have to be pessimistic nothing ever
1: <laughs> see that was the problem we were optimistic i was kind of optimistic going into it cuz like at least they had their defense and then boom. I only want to watch them. I'm going to watch these four games that I put my money on, and I'll enjoy myself much more than watching the Chargers this week.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good call. Well, Big Dog, always a pleasure, Um, folks. You didn't know this at home. We had some technical difficulties, so Big Dog really has gone above and beyond to get back here, and we did it again. So thank you to you, Big Dog. We will be right back. We're having a conversation with Mitch, drafting some fantasy bands. You won't want to miss that. Uh, This has been Best Bets in the NFL with Big Dog on the Pineapple Couch. I'm B-Rob. We'll be right back. Alright, welcome on back to the Pineapple Couch. we got a very special segment for you folks today. Uh, returning to the program, a great friend of mine, a Pineapple Couch favorite, an all-star, some would say. we got Mitchell Rincon here. Mitch, how you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, doing decent, given the circumstances, but, you know, it's a different topic. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but that's why we're going to talk about some rock and roll today, my friend. Rock and
2: roll, but, yeah, I, future um, for, you know, some future future things, I'd like to be known as the Kawhi Leonard of the uh, Pineapple Couch.
0: You're the Kawhi Leonard of the Pineapple Couch. Interesting. I don't really know what you and him have in common, but I guess we'll just have to um, figure that out as we go along.
2: Well, all-star, all-star. So, yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. I see that. Um, All right. So what are we doing today? We are going to be doing um, a draft of some sorts. And we've done it in the past where we kind of draft songs for a band and give you what we think about the band. It's not going to be the same case today. What we're going to be doing is we are going to be drafting our own band throughout all the guitarists, the drummers, the bass players, the singers of music history. Throughout time and space. And so throughout time and space. And there's a couple rules. They're pretty basic. So you can't pair two guys who are in the same band for example you can't have Mick Jagger and Keith Richards you can't have Jimmy Page and Robert Plant Pete Townsend Roger Daltrey because then you just have the Stone Zeppelin or the who you can when so you're gonna have five spots your normal spots for the band you're gonna have a lead singer two guitarists a bass and a drummer and then you have two extra spots which are your wild card spots where you could use um, a horn section background singers literally anything you can think of to Add a little pizzazz to your band. Um, And then we're we're just going to keep, we're going to take turns picking out our bands and we'll kind of tell the story of the bands as we go along. Mitch, what do you got to say? Um,
2: Yeah, so I had a question about, you know, just the rules for the wild card. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, how broad can we, like, you said horn section, can we do a horn section? Can we do backup singers, or does it have to be, like, one specific person of the horn section or the uh, group of singers?
0: Okay, uh, you got to repeat that question, because my Skype uh, just went out for the entire length of that question, but just repeat that one more time. Sorry, everybody at home. Question... What was your question?
2: Question one. Uh, So, for the wildcard um pick can it be mm-hmm. an entire horn section or entire group of background singers or is it going to be limited to a single entity
0: That's a really good question. I'm going to go with um to make it easier It's background singers you can have multiple horn sections just one specific person How about that? I don't know. It's tough because then it's just going to get into so many people. So I'm thinking we just have. You could I, say the horn section of a band, yeah. and then highlight the, your favorite in it. Yeah. That, I, I think that's a good way.
2: Yeah, I say we do like entires, and we could, you know.
0: Hmm. Okay, that makes total sense then. And um. Yeah, and so as we go throughout the draft, we're gonna create the story of our band while we're putting it together, and then um we'll recommend. When, Whenever we have a pick, we'll give a couple songs on why this specific person we chose. So, like a song by a certain band where that member stands out, and then we're gonna put that all on Spotify, like we've done for the previous podcasts. Um, all right, Mitch, are, you, are we ready to go? Are we ready to rock and roll? Uh,
2: question two. Um, are we going? Question two. Let's are go. We going in the order that you presented it, or can we draft? Um, Any.
0: Like you can go anywhere. First. Okay. You could do that you can go whatever order you want okay. at all you could theoretically okay. take <laughs> should we do the wild card spot should be the last two yeah, picks yeah, yeah. yeah, okay that's what we'll do all right um well without not without further ado there the first go. pick in the pineapple couch uh fantasy band draft i mean you guys know who it's gonna be you can't pass this guy up my lead singer and front man The greatest frontman of all time, Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones, will be headlining my band. And there's so many reasons to choose Mick Jagger.
2: Big shocker.
0: He changed the world. He carried it on from Elvis. He is the best frontman in the greatest rock and roll band of all time. He tours relentlessly. Um, A couple songs that just stick, that come out of my head when I'm thinking about why he's so good. I'll go with... uh, moonlight mile he's got a great scream in that song and then you also you got to go with uh the cover on it's only rock and roll ain't too proud to beg I, I highly recommend checking out that music video very 70s mick and then the last one i'll throw at you to with a little mick jaggers i got the blues off sticky fingers mm-hmm. i think he does a tremendous song uh job on that song mm-hmm. what do you think about that mitch i know you're not surprised mm-hmm. but uh i know i i had to do I like it
2: how you Know that if you would have given me the first pick, I would have absolutely chosen him just to spite you.
0: Yeah, that, that's why I just gave myself the first <laughs> pick because I knew it would just feel like I'm gonna fuck with Brian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. But I'm going. You'll see. I'm. I'm creating a great blues band. Just wait, folks. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, you're. You're on the clock.
2: Yeah. So when I was going, you know, thinking about this, I was struggling because like I wanted to just do like a blues rock band just like a band that just Mm -hmm. rips but then I was like oh like my guitarist is Jimmy Page my drummer is John Bonham it's like my bassist is (laughs) John Paul Jones I was like I can't just have Led Zeppelin Um, yeah so I
0: yeah but trust me if I could pick the Stones I would I would just pick every single member and just be like all right that's my band
2: so I decided to go a little bit of a different route all right um and yeah, I think there's there's a little bit of a uh, gray area in some of these picks, but that's the fun part. Uh, so that's the beauty of the game. I'm gonna start with uh, a a powerhouse, powerhouse pick Ooh. that kind of starts off a weird little chain of events. So I'm gonna go with Frank Ocean, number one.
0: Frank Ocean.
2: Frank. Ocean.
0: Wow. So. He- Lead singer of your band is Frank Ocean. I cannot wait to see where this goes. What well, give us some tracks? I mean, everybody loves everybody Frank Ocean, loves but Frank what specifically?
2: Ocean, uh, probably one of the most talented musicians in all of time and space. Um, I mean, you got thinking about you. You got, you know, self control. Uh, mm. Just everything. I know you love Blonde. Uh, Channel Orange I do. is an amazing album too. Um, producing is excellent which kind of leads to I, I like a well-rounded band and you'll kind of see that moving forward which uh, I'm fascinated yeah 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 I know I wanted to get a little weird just so we could have a fun conversation
0: oh it's gonna be great alright well so the first round is over my band has Mick Jagger Mitch, Mitch's band has Frank Ocean both our front men taken right away um, alright with the second pick I will be taking a guitarist and he's also going to be doing backup vocals for me. John Fogerty of Cre- Creedence Clearwater Revival will be my... He's going to switch off on lead and rhythm when you see my other guitars, But he will be my second pick in the draft to pair him with Mick Jagger. And the songs I'd like to say to just how great John Fogerty is. You could go uh, Run Through the Jungle long as I can see light. Honestly, just listen to Cosmos Factory by CCR over and over and over again. And you go, Green River's great too. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's my pick. I got Mick Jagger and John Fogerty.
2: Yeah, I I know we both have been just listening to a lot of CCR (laughs) this past Mm. couple weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've just been, I don't know what happened. I've just been binging it.
2: Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, looking through all, all my stuff by them also. And I didn't realize and it is so amazing that Bayou Country, Green River, and Willie and the Poor Boys are all 1969 albums. And then Cosmo's they, they just ripped off like a 3-year stretch.
0: Yeah. It was, it was just a 3-year stretch of like 2 or 3-year stretch of hits mm-hmm. and then just kind of disappeared. But but huge credit to John Fogerty and I know you'll like this because not only do we like John Fogerty on this podcast, we love the troops. And during Vietnam, John Fogarty actually went in and performed for the U.S. troops. So, John Fogarty, God bless you. That's my that's my second pick, Mitch. What, what you got?
2: Um, I got another fun pick that I think you'll like. And I kind of regret taking Frank Ocean first a little bit, because I think that would have been a nice little, little mic drop. But mm-hmm. um, my next pick, I'm going with the one and only Prince.
0: Ooh, I, I know what you're doing. I think I know who your bass player is going to be, too. <laughs> I like it. I like this band you're creating. Give us some... Why you got... I mean, there's so many reasons to choose Prince, but... Yeah, we, we, talk, give we us talked some.
2: about Prince a bit um, in that last podcast that we did about top mm-hmm. guitarists. Good. Yeah. Um, but uh, the man with the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. You got Purple Rain, When Doves Cry, yeah um, my godmother's favorite musician of all time. Just, like, mm. knows every single word of every Prince song. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. That's a great pick. In this uh, apartment that I moved into, my roommate, Pascal, has, like, maybe eight albums here, and, like, six of them are Prince albums. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um. So you got... We got What I like about this so far, Mitch, is we have very, very different bands.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to hit you with some weirdness, and I think I've done a good job. Also, I think I, I'm I, starting to just create the best dressed band of all time.
0: That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right. Well, I don't think this will mess with your best dressed band pick. My third pick, <laughs> I'm going to go to the drum set and give me Keith Moon of The Who. Yeah. The dude is a fucking monster. He is maybe the most fun drummer ever to watch, just how crazy he's going. Yeah. I mean, he puts the water on it. It's just he's going crazy. He's got the gong. I mean...
2: He's the most fun until you watch him OD on stage and then...
0: Yep, tough, <laughs> tough. But that's not going to be happening in this band. Nope. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I mean, a couple Who songs. I mean, it's going to seem... Obvious, but I mean, you got Won't Get Fooled Again, he goes off on that. Bob O'Reilly, he goes off on that. Trick of the Light, he's amazing on that. Um, you Can't Explain, great early Who song where he's good. The Seeker, he goes off. He just kind of goes off on every song. So I'm very happy to add him to my band.
2: Dece. He was, uh, when I was trying to think of putting together a, a Led Zeppelin alternative band, he was he was my drummer.
0: Yeah that makes sense he's an he's an animal it was tough for me i was um i was actually thinking of kind of like a wild card pick for drummer i was gonna go uh Stuart copeland of the police because mm-hmm. i just really like him and he does like really good with like jazz drumming and stuff like that mm-hmm. but then the more i thought about it i'm building a powerhouse blues band i thought about john bonham i passed and i wanted some flash with keith moon so i think that's what we're gonna do what do you got for us on your third pick
2: uh, my third pick is another fun one. Um, somebody that you probably wouldn't expect, but he is basically Prince Reincarnated. We're going to go with mm. Devonte Hines, also known as Blood Orange.
0: Oh, Blood Orange. Wow, Marley's really going to like the band you're creating. Yeah. Oh, Way yeah. more than mine. Marley's going to so. love this band. That's tough.
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I've always been, you know, a pretty big fan of Blood Orange. Uh, One of the, mm-hmm. like, most just fun, exciting live performances I've seen. Like, so, you saw him at FYF, yeah, right? totally reminded me of Prince, too. Like, just, he'd go mm-hmm. on these, like, front man binges and then just turn around and pick up his guitar and then absolutely just freaking wail and then just, like, mm-hmm. switch back and forth. So he's another, like, uh, pretty... Um, Kind of utilitarian guy, too. He'll play keys. He'll play mm-hmm. guitar. He'll, he'll, you sing. got a lot of options. Yeah. 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 The, the, the vocal harmonies in this band, Brian, are just going to be, Mwah. they're
0: going to be sweet. Yeah. They're going to be sweet. It's, 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 it couldn't be more. I think you'd agree that, I mean, I guess I have a couple more people to pick that will show my harmonies, but <laughs> the two, the difference is great. It's great, though, because, um, you were mentioning how you can have uh people be like utilitarian like used in different spots i mean i'm sure this band that i have john fogarty's gonna sing lead and mick jagger's just gonna be just working that harmonica you know that's a tambourine or something like that or maybe just dancing because he's (laughs) He's goddamn legend
2: just goes into the crowd and just
0: (laughs) yeah um okay so we are three picks in i have to recap Mick Jagger, John Fogerty, and Keith Moon. Mitch has Frank Ocean, Prince, and Blood Orange. And we are going into the fourth round. And I'm going to get my other guitarist. He's also going to be doing backup vocals. I think he fits perfectly for the band I'm trying to do, create. It's It's kind of that exile. It's the exile on Main Street era Stones with Cosmos Factory is kind of what I'm going. And so I thought the best compliment to that would be billy gibbons of zz top the bearded man in criminally underrated band it's just i mean think about it lagrange with mick jagger singing that i'm in i mean sharp dressed man layla it's so hard el loco by zz top is one of the most underrated albums of all time this
2: is just the crustiest band ever so far.
0: i know and we're gonna fucking rip the blues and it's gonna be awesome Oh, and I highly recommend you can actually look up on YouTube. I think you've probably seen this, Mitch. There's a uh, John Fogerty and Billy Gibbons went on a tour together, and they have this promo video of them just kind of exchanging riffs. So you, it goes from up around the bend to sharp dressed man. I mean, Green River to Tush. It's some great stuff. Um, I my band might be crusty, but holy shit, can we wail? Um, Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top. This
2: is yeah. This is the ultimate. Besides, like, uh, Mick Jarrett can kind of do it. It's just like the ultimate dive bar band. Just yeah. Just that's what we're doing. Back pints and just wailing. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, and Mick's just it's gonna be great. We're we're an unbelievable band and we're having a lot of fun. Mitch, what is your fourth pick gonna be?
2: Uh, my fourth pick is um. Another well dressed man uh we're gonna go with i think you said you might have known who it was gonna be but i'm going with thundercat
0: yep knew it thundercat i mean this band you're putting together is is a it's it's gonna sound great oh it's and so thundercat it. i thought was the obvious choice there for that band i'm glad you did that um yeah
2: i mean check out you know uh album drunk golden age of apocalypse is an all-timer um
0: his uh base on What's the Use by Mac Miller, rest in peace. peace. It's incredible.
2: Um yeah, just a guy that can uh <laughs> just r- really liven up any anything. Um mm-hmm. also just great composer, great, you know, band band member. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. And good dude Just great overall dude Sorry folks It's the You heard Mr. Dog Boogie Robbins Barking in the background uh, Don't worry Our assistant producer Marley is taking care of it um, Oh Marley's we got, there? Marley's, Marley is there Mitch says hi Marley I'm assuming you're gonna say hi yeah, well. uh, He didn't say hi I take that back um, Alright Two n- Nearly Opposite bands Have been formed Here And I love both. But we got to keep going. We're on to our fifth pick. And again, this is going to be our last pick of the original five. And then with the sixth and seventh picks, we are going to get into the wild card spots. And we'll just kind of define the wild card thing as we go. And we'll talk it out. So my last pick to round out my band, or to round out the first five, is a bass player from the Mighty Led Zeppelin. It is John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones will be the bass player of my hardcore blues band.
2: And producer. And and, and, and producer. engineer. And maybe we'll and yeah. maybe we'll hop on like Mandolin a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, we just we have a jack of all trades coming to the squad, pairing him with just already a loaded squad of songwriters and backup singers, and just pure angst I can totally see because you said this sounds like a dive bar band and that was the biggest compliment you could have possibly given me John Paul Jones how many more times in a bar ba- in a dive bar with Mick Jagger singing that oh lord sign me up Billy Gibbons wailing away on the guitar Keith Moon losing his mind beers on beers on beers on beers this band is going to be the ultimate party band and it sucks I can't have Keith Richards in it because that's the guy but we are the Dive Bar Band. Welcome to the squad. John Paul Jones, I guess another one. And you got how many more times? You got, um. what else is he great on? Daze I like him and confused. a lot. Dazed Daze Daze and confused. confused. I liked him yeah. on Trampled Underfoot. I mean, trampled Underfoot. He's got yeah, a yeah. dirty bass line. Um, Imagine Days and
2: Confused in like, uh you know, Southern Bayou Fog. And you got yeah. Mick Jagger.
0: Yeah, you see the... The on the person who I was if I didn't take Mick Jagger, my front man was gonna be um, Ronnie Van Zant yeah. of Leonard Skinnerd. That would have been lit. I also thought about Elvis for a little. <laughs> but I would have had to change some stuff. Um, um
2: I in uh, instead of Mick Jagger being uh, you know, the devil, he's just like uh um a swamp monster. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it would just be he's got that uh, southern twang of dead flowers and faraway eyes on every single line of every song. <laughs> the greatest fake country accent. Um, all right, Mitch, what's, what's going to be your fifth pick here? You have, I believe, a drummer left, I correct?
2: I do have a drummer, and I think it's... Um...
0: <sighs> oh my God, you could go crazy with this pick right now. And I don't know if you're going to do what I think you're going to do, but Jesus Christ, if you do that, Fuck. I, so go I ahead. Go
2: cr- I have to. I have to pick John Bonham.
0: I'm shocked. I mean, he's John Bonham is a better drummer than the person I'm thinking about. But I thought you were gonna take someone else. Who you but never mind. Who are you thinking? I thought you were gonna take Anderson Pack.
2: I no. So Brian, that was my uh, initial. Yeah. No. Exactly. That was my initial thought. And then I was like, I mm-hmm. I can't not pick John Bonham.
0: Yeah. And I, I I completely understand that. I mean it it would be criminal to leave John Bonham or Keith Moon on the floor. Like on the board. They're just elite elite elite. Um so give us a couple I mean you could go on for probably a 25 minutes about this, but Yeah. I mean why are you choosing John Bonham?
2: <laughs> Brian, he is Great. the best no, drummer of all I'm time. I'm kidding.
0: I'm being sarcastic. Oh, you know that. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Keep going. Black Dog. Rock and roll. <laughs> the ocean.
0: He's, he can go. Moby Dick. Oh my God. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. The man plays Four Sticks. Sticks.
2: Yeah. Four Sticks is the most underrated Led Zeppelin song, uh, in my opinion.
0: I like that song Boogie with Stew." I think that's on physical graffiti.
2: It's just something that you would say, you know. Oh, speaking of yeah, physical, exactly. speaking of physical graffiti, I live like a block away from where that album cover was was photographed.
0: Did I? I knew you told me that. Did you send me a photo of it? Uh, I
2: haven't sent a photo yet, but also yeah, you should probably I'll do that. The
0: Pineapple Couch listeners are hungry for that.
2: There's a yeah, there's a tea shop at, on like the, in the basement, and it's called Physical Graffiti. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is a great play on words. So,
2: yeah, it's pretty sick
0: you'd love to see that okay we are in to the bone or not the bonus the our last two picks which can kind of be they're like the wild card picks so you can technically in these picks get somebody who's in a band but it's like again it can't be Keith Richards like for me because I have Mick Jagger and that sort of thing but it's just wild card picks so it could be backup singers horn sections whatever you pick my pick my first pick in this uh bonus round it shouldn't come as a surprise On my grave, I want one thing to be written and one thing alone. You Never underestimate underestimate a good good horn horn section. section. You never do it. You never do it. It brings life to a band like nothing else, like nothing else. And the best example of that, God rest his soul, is Bobby Keys of the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards' best friend. Give me that horn section. I am blanking on the trumpet player's name, and I'm hating myself for that. But I think that they are arguably one of the greatest horn sections in rock and roll. If you look at the song Bitch, I know I mentioned I got the blues earlier, but holy shit. And then you think of the song like Let It Loose, how they are so great on that. Shine a light, they're great on that. You could go on and on.
2: He's also just I mean like, the the
0: trumpet in the beginning of "You Can't Always Get What You Want" is beautiful.
2: He's also just a great dude.
0: Yeah, and he also would be perfect for the vibe of my dive bar <laughs> yeah, band. He crusty. He's from Texas, he super crusty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should the one person that would make sense in this band it would be George Thorogood.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> one bourbon, one shot.
0: Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm taking Bobby Keys, Mitch. What's your first wild card pick? Um,
2: my first wild card pick is... Um, I, think, oh, um, I think we're on the same page in terms of needing a horn section. Another thing that I need mm-hmm. is a solid percussion section. And my, my right. favorite percussion section of all time is the Santana percussion section. Mostly uh, Michael Carabello, and the other dude is uh, Jose Chapito Arias, and they just freaking rip, dude. Like, if you look at their Woodstock um, video, Mm -hmm. which we've watched a lot of times, they just absolutely go off in Soul Sacrifice, and it's a spectacle.
0: The vibe of your band is just unbelievable. It is... Oh, it's. I'm one. I feel like well, you guys could like if, when you guys are touring, like you could just randomly like we're gonna bring Rick James on for a song. and It would just be fucking yeah. sweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know what, Brian? I, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put, put Anderson Pack in there because I think it fits. It, it fits a little bit more. Uh, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I think that's a good call. Um, but yeah, you're gonna switch Bonham and Pack. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna do it.
0: Okay, good my, good to know. We're gonna d- my
2: first instinct, and I turned away from it, and I'm coming back to it.
0: All right, well, hey, follow your heart, um, Mitch. We're through six picks, and again, we'll have this playlist on Spotify. But we'll also do is this episode is going to come out tomorrow, um, and we'll post on the Pineal Couch Instagram. We'll each make a collage of our band and the members in it, and we'll let you guys uh, we'll let you guys debate it, and then maybe submit some of your own bands. I don't know. I like this exercise; it's fun. We like talking about music. Um, all right, my last pick it's it, i was in such a tough pick here because i there's one there's two things left on the board that i think i really would like one is a great backup singers like some great background singers that would be awesome but you know what was more important to me mitch was a good organ i needed a good organ player i needed the keys i needed the keys i had bobby keys but he's playing the sax i need a pianist and an organist and I thought long and hard about this. I thought about our boy Colin Croom in Twin Peaks. Thought about it. I thought about Ian Stewart and Nicky Hopkins from their days with the Stones. But then it really just kind of, it just appeared to me. Who was the guy? And this guy is from Gainesville, Florida, fitting with my, my vibe. And his name is Ben Monttech, the organist of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Think about songs like Don't Do Me Like That, Think about songs like Refugee. You think about songs like Breakdown, Ben Tech You don't know the name, but you should. One of the most underrated musicians out there. And he will be rounding out my Swamp Blues band.
2: Dece. You're really committed hard to hard to like uh, you know, just just buy you trash.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> Alright, we're uh we're back after some uh technical issues someone decided to uh, freaking call me right in the middle of this and mess everything up yeah, doesn't everyone know the
0: pineapple couch time is sacred Jesus
2: hopefully uh, hopefully this will work out um, so yeah your band is fully complete mm-hmm. just straight uh, you know swamp. southern swamp southern swamp um, my band still needs a horn section
0: it does. What are you so, thinking?
2: I'm thinking a lot, Brian. Mm. I'm thinking of the best, uh, probably the best rhythm and in, in blues and funk and everything band of all time. Soul, R&B. You know what band that is, Brian?
0: Sly and the uh, Family uh, Stone.
2: Almost. James Brown's band.
0: Oh, hard working man in show business.
2: The JBs. Just an amazing freaking horn section backup band, the tightest band ever or they're fined up there. Up, oh, yeah, just
0: Yeah, James Brown's one. horn section. That that's fucking sick. It's a great pick.
2: James Brown, I mean, led for a lot of the time by Fred Wesley. Okay. rips on the uh the the trombone. Um So, yeah, that's my band. It's funky. It's cool. It rips. They all dress amazing. And I think that's all you can ask for in a band.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, Obviously, we went different strategies. I don't think we could have gone any more different of strategies. But that is what makes the Pineapple Couch and these conversations so beautiful. Mitch, any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's episode?
2: Um... No, nothing besides like I think I made a better band than you, and I think your girlfriend will agree. Um, so you can. Let I
0: mean, me know that I, I mean, there. my band does my band rocks. Sorry, I love rock and roll. I am a rock and roll guy, and so my band is going to blow the roof off any dive bar, any place like that. And then fuck it, we're going to MSG. Then we're going to the Coliseum, and then we're going to the Super Bowl. So suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Gotta got a little too hyped all right, up there
2: alright all right, man like, uh, you know chill I'm just <laughs> trying to have like a decent conversation.
0: you know oh man I wish we could somehow go back in a time machine and see what they would how this would sound um but again Mitch always a pleasure this has been the Pineapple Couch Mitch we'll have you back soon because I think we gotta do the Twin Peaks song song uh, or like breakdown of that right uh
2: yeah yeah. They would be our also, our next choice. You know, me and Mark are ready for our next challengers and somehow you just keep getting Jabronis on here.
0: All right. Well, you and Mark, we have the trivia, the the audition list is just miles and miles long. I'm just kidding. Mark and Mitch though will be returning in um I think one of our next two games. I might what I might have happen is so we got yeah, sure. Cody, Adam, Robbie and Elliot. They want to play, so I was thinking of throwing you, Mark, and someone at them this week like for the next episode. Deal. So, try and find all, I mean, you might be got you guys could maybe get like Wilson or Christo. That might really help. All right. Yeah,
2: I'll take I'll take the new homeowner Christo. Oh yeah, shout
0: out to Christo. What a legend. Got to FaceTime with the other night a little fantasy football. Um Yeah, we're going to start. We should probably I didn't really feel like doing a fantasy football segment on this podcast because I didn't want my friends to just listen and then steal all my picks. Which yeah, yeah that, that would've happened. And I'm just like not I I'm way more into just gambling on the average NFL game than just doing fantasy. I like fantasy and I'm in like four leagues, but I just always end up on the day Sick. making a bet on it and then rooting against my fantasy players even though i made like a five dollar bet on a game that really doesn't matter yep but that's what goes through my head can't wait for football to be back this was a long long closing to the pineapple couch but it's been good mitch talk to you later buddy
2: adios senor.